Hey, welcome to Younger and Older. This is Jason and Dave hanging out at the studios at Silver Birch Ranch in the north woods of Wisconsin. And uh, spring is hopefully about to spring. It's schizo season. It is. It's, it's, if you've ever lived in the Midwest, especially in the northern Midwest, um, which while we call it the Midwest, that's for another discussion later. Yes, we're I have an no idea. We're the northern Midwest, so I might as well throw out three directional terms that's for you. That's right. Um, we go through, as Dave just said, the schizophrenic season. Which we're in. So today it's, it's on my temperature gauge at home, it's at 42. That's right. And then tomorrow we'll plummet down to a high of, I think, 12. Yeah, and overnight and probably overnight below zero. minus 10, I Yeah, think. it's like, okay, get ready for the roller coaster that's for right. the next two months. And Yeah, so we're just in that, that season, which yeah. is fun. And that's what we do. We enjoy it. We embrace it. And, uh, and other people enjoy it, too. This weekend we're going to have a bunch of different groups here. Um, and we're going to be full, and they're going to be enjoying the schizophrenic weather. That's right. <clears throat> it's What's really interesting is uh, I, some know that my wife's been battling cancer, and we've been talking to doctors, and one of the things that we really wanted to make sure we could do is continue to exercise outside, enjoy the outside, even in the winter. So we're yeah. cr- cross-country skiers. And it was interesting how the doctor said, yeah, you know, I wish more people would think in terms of it's bad weather. What can I do? Not I got to sit on the couch mm. because you're not getting well sitting on the couch. Yeah, you're not staying well. You're not fighting diseases sitting on the couch. So go out and figure out what to do. Yep. And uh, honestly, I think that was, you know, she was relieved that my wife was asking how much she could do, not, you know, should I? Mm-hmm. How much could I do? So yeah. she's waiting to get back out there and ski. Yep. And she actually has the okay to to start building that up again. However, uh, some of the doctors she would need if something goes bad is n- they're not around for a couple of weeks, so she's waiting till they get back, you know, to make sure that if something doesn't go right, we can get the help, yep. you know, that we need to get. But sense. it's it's interesting to see how um, you have to look at stuff and say, I want to take advantage of it, mm-hmm. no matter what it is. If it's too hot outside, what are you doing in hot weather? Figure it out. That's right. How do you stay so that you don't, you know? Sweat to nothing, I guess, you know, but how, how do you how do you do that? But go do something. Mm-hmm. Um, I know we played football when I was younger, obviously in high school and college. It could be 110 out. We still practiced. Oh, yeah. You could do these things. Yep. Um, they're not pleasant, but you could do them. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody wants to do them. That's but right. then we played, too, because we lived in the Midwest. So we played when it was 20. 10 degrees out. And know, whenever so. you get out and do something, it creates a memory, too. It does. And that's that's the lasting thing. You don't remember all the times you sit on the couch. They kind of blend together. They do. But you do remember the times you get out and do something, even if you do it all the time. And every time I get back into a workout routine, and notice I do slip out of them, but every time I get back into it, I keep thinking, why did I ever slip out of it? <laughs> you know? I, I mean, right. like right now, I'm helping my wife through we're we're going through and she's and, and you know she waves to you every day when you go by. I know I always see her. I never see you. That's because so, she gets the window. Well, I'm just there's saying. only exercise I've machines visual, in front of so I've many seen windows. Visual proof of her. Right. You know. Yeah. Well, that's what's happening. <laughs> we're up there and we're we're working out in our gym here at Silverbridge Ranch. You know, we have a, a gym and a workout area, and we're up there. And so I'm getting back into. I'm not going to call it weightlifting. I'm going to call it moving weights. <laughs> <laughs> it's like I can't call it weightlifting. I was a weightlifter one time. I can't call what I'm doing weightlifting. <laughs> so I have to come up with another term that's acceptable in my brain. Moving weights. Yeah, because one of the students came and said, "Hey, are you weightlifting?" I said, "No." He goes, "Well, what's that?" 
<laughs> I'm moving weights. Yep. <laughs> just you know, when you're, I have no rotator cuffs, so I don't want to, I don't want to hurt my shoulders, but I want to use them. That's right. So I only put ten pounds on there, and I go back and forth and back and forth, and I, it actually is doing great stuff, and it feels good. But it's <laughs> ten pounds, you know. So it's like, you know, I did this when I was three. Oh, yeah. uh, um, and now I'm doing it when I'm 66. So full circle. It, I know, I know, but you got to get over that embarrassment stuff. Oh yeah. Who are you trying to impress anyway? I mean, really, what you do is you go there and you say, "I'm going to start using muscles." Yep. Whatever they are, and then you walk or you you trade off and do things. So I encourage people. You'll feel better if you go and actually use the muscles God gave you, and not just sit all the time. Go figure. Yeah, they were made to be used. Um, I thought today we could talk intergenerationally a little bit. It's younger, older, after That's all. That's right. We always talk intergenerationally. Yeah. But the thing that bugs me today. What bugs you today? And I know I can tell you that. And I guess all our listening friends are going to hear it. But the thing that bugs me is how people just are so argumentative about everything. Yes. Um, I don't know if my generation, when I was younger, if we, we just missed that because we didn't have all the social media. We didn't have, it wasn't fueled. Well, and, and I would say that everything you guys did as your generation, you had to do face-to-face. We did. Or you had to go through the, a parent or something, you know, because you right. dialed up the phone. Hi, Mrs. So-and-so. Is Johnny there? Right. And then you'd have to ream him out, right. even if he didn't do it face-to-face. Right. You and know? It, and it, you had things like these personal responsibility codes where, you know, you get spanked at school, which we did. You deserved it. Did they still have dunce caps in your era? I didn't know, but I should have got one probably, but no. <laughs> I, well, I don't remember. I don't remember ever. I think that might, I don't know. I don't know. You're just but, the area where you got your brother expelled out of school who your dad was the principal of. Is that correct? Yeah, that's not a problem. <laughs> that's not a problem. I don't know what I did. I was young, so I, what, what do I know? Uh, he would remember that, but I left. I was only there for kindergarten. Oh, <laughs> So I'm getting got, him expelled when I'm in kindergarten. That, so that's going to be a problem. expelled out of second grade? You know what? He probably belted me right in the hall. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. My brother and I get along great, but we're brothers. I mean, it, it's like, you know what? I, you better not get on his case. I'll defend him, but yeah. I will also wrestle him down if I need to. So, yep. um, But, you know, not really. Well, I've, I've always been a younger brother. I like it. I, oh, I, I understand. I'm the yeah. baby of the family. Yeah, I, so. I'm right in your wheelhouse. So go ahead. Go ahead. Do whatever you want. Just in the end, I'm going to go take your tools. <laughs> That's right. I may or may not have been caught once while I was upstairs and my brother's in the basement, yeah. slapping my own arm and telling my brother to stop it. Yeah. Until my mom walked in the kitchen and saw me doing it. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the stories of young people. That's Somehow right. we made it to our age. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Well. But but you're right. You know, generation generationally. Generation. Generationally. I would say that the things have morphed, you know, because of the the way that people handle information and communicate with each other. And I would even argue that it even took another step because of COVID. Right. You know, and and the lack of in-person relationships and then the way that people started expressing themselves. But I would say that progressively, almost exponentially, our culture in general has become more um, argumentative rather than conversationalists. Yeah. And I think even more argumentative in secret yes because we were talking before i have a friend i don't go to bars in our area or anything but there's a guy that i go and see and he he, you know he's a good friend and he says yeah i go to the bar to hear what they're saying about you 
And I said, well, really, what are they saying? He goes, well, if you just come with me, they won't say it. <laughs> because they don't say anything bad about anybody who's sitting there. Go figure. And I'm thinking, I'm not coming with you for that. Let them say whatever they want. Goes, well, <laughs> all right, then I'll go report to you what they're saying. I don't want to know. I, <laughs> I don't want to know. You know, what does it matter? Oh, you yeah. got guys, you know, half drunk or drunk talking about you, and it, it actually is supposed to bother you. I, I'm not bothered. So you can do whatever you want. I'm not going there in the first place. Yeah. And uh, I think that's a standard thing, though. If you actually go and talk to somebody face-to-face, when they're, you're not face-to-face, they're awful bold. Mm-hmm. Uh, if they don't know who you are and they're talking to nobody necessarily, too, they're bold. Yeah. But if they're talking to you, they, they simmer it down a little bit. So there's a relational thing there that we have to understand. You need to go talk to people face-to-face if you want to resolve something. Yeah. And uh, you'll find and you know that you'll probably calm it down a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, not only that, there's there's buttons. There's just buttons. <laughs> there are buttons. There are buttons. So once you know somebody's left, right, whatever they are, you know, it's like, oh, I know what buttons to push. Oh yeah. You yeah. know, some people believe that conspiracy theories are real. Some people believe they're not. Some people believe partial conspiracy theories. Some think. You know, who knows what they think yes, anymore? That's right. But there's a website to back it, so go find it. Whatever you believe, uh, your wife has been um, helping us, and you have uh, make sourdough bread. That's right. Do you know how many different opinions there are about that? There is many opinions, and we just gave you the one that aligns with what has worked for us. <laughs> yeah. Well, my dear wife is now kind of frustrated with me because I keep saying, "Well, I'm going to do this." Well, you said you're going to do this yesterday. I found this website. <laughs> it, it said to do this it, it's a hilarious now That's because funny. there are so many ways there are that i'm i'm totally like would somebody say this is the way no it isn't out there i tried telling you that this oh, that i know way. you did <laughs> and you and the bread you guys make is absolutely phenomenal <laughs> but in fact, I went and bought the flour you have and all that stuff so I can imitate it. So, I, I mean, I am listening to your wife. That's what I am doing. <laughs> it's just I thought I would check all these other places out. This is right. But the one I printed out was the one she gave me. She gave me that. I, print, you know, I have that printed. I'm reading it. That's the one I'm going by. But it's still very interesting to me how many opinions about something. This is true. Because my dear wife keeps telling me, why don't you just follow a recipe? And I'm thinking, Why? <laughs> and it, it highlights both of your personalities. I know, because I get the general idea. And so it's like, well, I can figure it out. What? Tell me this then. I know there's probably a, an answer for it, but what's, sure. a, what's a pinch of salt? A pinch. Yeah, right. A pinch is... Yeah, but I have fat fingers. So okay. my pinch... A pinch is an eighth of a teaspoon. Really? Yeah. Why don't they write that? Do you have anything that's going to measure an eighth of a teaspoon in your house? I could take a quarter teaspoon and do half of it. Which you would estimate, which would end up being a pinch. Yeah, well, I, <laughs> I think at least I would know what they're talking about. A pinch has <laughs> never really... I just blew your mind that I knew that. I know. I don't know why. Why don't they say it? This is what blows my mind. <laughs> Likewise. See, but if you would have saw an eighth of an, I- an, eighth, an, eighth of an, an eighth of a teaspoon of salt, you would have said, like, well, why didn't they just say a pinch? I wouldn't have. <laughs> I wouldn't have because I don't know what a pinch is. And, and not only that, your dear wife was talking to me, and she was using grams and all that stuff. And I'm thinking, really, get get American. <laughs> Quit talking in this language. 
And then she was surprised I didn't have a scale. But you can tell her to relax. I found a postal scale. I'm using it. There you go. There you go. And it does all. So in other words, a a liner measuring system to the only country in the world that uses this measuring system rather than just adopting and learning the rest of the world and how they measure. There you go. You got it right. That's it. (laughs) (laughs) I I don't know why the rest of the world is wrong. I'm sensing a baking (laughs) podcast with Dave show. If you're listening and if you're interested in Dave doing a baking podcast. I'm with you. I'm with you. I just, you've seen, again, me make, you know, cake, so it doesn't always turn out. <laughs> <laughs> I do make it. But even, even just to be on the fly on the wall of your thought process while you're baking. Yeah, well. Anyways. I tell you, I, I know that I am backwards on a few things because I understand that gram, uh, the metric system is much more precise. Yes. However. And consistent. However. However. I did grow up in a Chicago public school, and I never learned it. This is true. I, so I we, can't think in those terms. At, at least we commit to one. Right. When I lived in Northern Ireland, they would measure, th- they would have miles per hour, the speed, but then they would measure length kill them out. In, kill, in, kill, in, kill. in meters, yeah. you know, so you'd run the, you know. Yeah. So I'm like, why don't you guys just choose one or the other? And we think the Midwest is schizophrenic in their weather. That's right. They're schizophrenic in their measurement. Uh, regardless, I, other things I thought, you know what I'd do today is I'll ask you things about your generation. Not necessarily your generation doesn't agree on anything anyway, but from a generational viewpoint, what do you think of this? And I'll tell you what I think of it. We might be in agreement. We may not. The thing I'd really like to promote is people being able to get along and have dialogues where they don't beat each other up Yeah. and say, okay, well, we just disagree on that. But I think there's certain matters that it doesn't matter if you disagree. Yep. What does it matter that they know you disagree? Why don't you be quiet and yep. just let it be? Yep. Because there's there's no reason to even challenge them. For example, do you send your kids to a public school or your home school? Public school. Okay. Now, why do you do that? Why? We do it because we live in a very rural setting, and we would love to expose our kids to kids their age to learn how to be social and interact with them and all that. Now, could we do that in a homeschool sense? I'd probably, if we were super intentional, but we feel that having that exposure is, is kind of a benefit that at this stage of life outweighs keeping them at home. Right. And, and I, as you tell me, I'm going great for you and I'm done. That's right. Now, do I have an opinion on it? Not really. You know, I think parents have to be really individual in what they do. I think some kids actually need to be in a school system. Hmm. Um, and I've told some parents that. And I think, think some kids would thrive if they weren't in the school system. And I think you have to be willing to look at it and figure out what's best. Because ultimately, my principle for any young parent is you're responsible for your kid's education at the school. Right, right. So if you think that as you stand before God and you watch your kids grow up, that being in a school system is the best way to educate your children, then go ahead. Right. And I would agree with that because it's it's not clear cut and dry because no. it might depend on where you live, what the school's like, you know, um, and what's being taught at school. Right. You know, and so all of those factors. So just to say a clear blanket statement about one way or the other, I think is, is difficult to do because for each family, there's, there's pros and cons to every situation. And so each family weighs out the pros and cons. And makes the decision based on what's best for their family and the way that God is leading them. Yeah, but I can hear people fired up right now. And oh, yeah, I, going, I, can, I can hear them going. going. But, you you but, don't understand what the school's doing to the children. And on and on. I'm thinking, wait a minute. 
have you been to the school yeah, that's it, local to here? Yeah. You know, and that's the thing is that not not every school is as I mean, there are schools that I would agree with on that. <laughs> yeah. But I would say that there still are schools that aren't that far down the path yet. You know. So so do does the school that your children go to do they teach critical race theory? No. Okay. No. Would so. it matter if they did? Uh, it depends on what all they were teaching, you yeah. know. I mean, we're 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 parents in the sense of is that we're we're active uh, what would you call it? Active educators. Yeah, so maybe? you know what they're you know what you they're know, being so taught. So it's not like we're sending them in school and dusting off our hands and being like, all right, that's done, that's their job. You know, if anything, I, I we're we're engaged. I wouldn't yeah. I wouldn't call us hel- helicopter parents. I would right. just say that we're actively wanting to know and understand the process of what's going on. You know, I would say we're responsible in that sense. Yeah. It, so. Well, that's interesting mm-hmm. because as you go through it, it's like you know, there's there's debates in parts of the country whether parents should have any say at all in school. Right. You know, so the, again, the backstory and everything. How how does this work in this situation? In your, and not only that, how do you treat your kids coming home and they learn something? Right. Um, critical race theory. First of all, most people don't know how to define it, so they might say their school's teaching it, but they really don't know what it is. Yeah. So here's what I would suggest for anyone on critical race theory. I would suggest reading Body Bachman's book. Um, I forget the title of it actually, but he's got a, a it's on critical race, and he writes it from a young man that grew up in the in the in the inner city and and gang infested areas, and he's a pastor today, a black pastor, and he writes a book that I I had our students read, and every single one of them th- it was thankful they had to read it. Yeah, because here is somebody talking about critical race theory from a biblical perspective, right. And understanding what it means and what it says and all that stuff about it. So if you're a parent and you're wondering, what is my stance? What is it that is going on? Read his book. It's on the New York Times bestseller if you want to go find it. Uh, Body Bachman, B-A-U-C-H-M-A-N or something. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Body, B-O-D-D-I-E. There's not too many of those guys Ask around. Ask Siri or Alexa. They'll yeah, figure it and out they'll for figure you. it out for you. Uh, but bottom line is, I think, again, there can be people who have a different viewpoint. Some really want their children to be in a situation where they can have friends that don't know Jesus and they want to expo- you know they want that. Yep. Some are trying to protect them from some you know maybe gang infested areas and and those kind of things and and I understand that too. Right. And with uh, that like I said with everything there's pros and cons. Do I know is. that my 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 boys when they go to school will probably learn something at school that we wouldn't necessarily teach them at home absolutely. Right. Um but we'd rather help teach them the skill of engaging with that as young as possible, you know, given the context of it. Obviously, we don't want them exposed to everything, right. but in an appropriate manner so that they know how to, to process that and deal right. with it. You yeah. Know? And once again, you're very active with your kids. So if parents are not active with their children and right. school becomes the place that raises them, Right. Okay, we got a problem. Because it even, I mean, as we talk about dialoguing, I mean, that's essentially what we want to do with our boys is we want them, even as they go and engage in that process at home, what we're trying to do is to set up this atmosphere, not of argumenting, you know, of accusing right. and accusations, right. all that. We want them to say, you know, tell us what's going on. You know, yep. we, we try to create the environment where they realize it's safe to talk, even if, even if they are in trouble or even if they do something that they know is wrong, we'd rather know about it and have the honesty to talk about it than them to be concerned about, oh, I'm going to get into trouble. Right. You know, and, and, and that's hard to figure out as parents. I mean, that's mm, kind of the journey, yeah. journey that we're on at the moment. But, but there's so much fruit in being able to have that dialogue. And that's kind of going back to the broader thing that we're talking about on the show today, Dave, is, 
you know, as our cultural shifts to become more argumentative, we're losing the value of being able to have conversations from different viewpoints. Yeah. You know, I, I think one of the most critical things for people to realize is, um, for example, guys like myself, I will not offer my opinion to your family, to your children, unless I'm asked. Yeah. And that's what you have to learn, I think, as you get older. Because we butt into people's lives. Mm -hmm. And we start telling them. Now, remember, I grew up in the 60s. Right. What I experienced and understood is unique for the 60s. Mm -hmm. And anyone that's a child of the 60s is, yeah, I know. That, that was different. It, right. It was. It's not the 60s anymore. Right. What I remember may not even be going on right. anywhere. So you got to be careful. And it's and it's even the simple things. Even my wife and I were talking the other day about how different it is even from when we were kids to now. Right. And I'm a different generation from you. And right. obviously my kids are, are a different generation from even myself. Yeah, you're my kid's generation. So I'm the grandpa generation right. for, for, for your age group. You know, because my, my boys are, are old enough and they've been exposed to enough to be like, hey, can we watch a, you know a, a show or a movie? Right. And we're talking about how they have no concept of when we were kids. And it was probably even different when we were a kid. Like, there was like we had, we were at the stage of VCR when I grew up. Right. And during the daytime, like if we were home from school, like days off, mm. you know, you didn't want to watch TV. No. Because at that age, you either watched a soap opera or you watched a talk show. Yeah. And at that at that stage of life, you could care less. Yep. That was the only option, you know, unless you had like a VCR tape somewhere, which usually we weren't able allowed movies during the week or something. Then like yep. it's like go outside and play. And there was no concept of the on-demand entertainment yeah. that our kids are exposed to today. Yeah. And I think some of that on-demandness filters into the way that we've even started treating people. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. You know, it, it, it's really important to realize that in, in your life, if you're a younger person, I wouldn't dismiss the experiences of an older person. I wouldn't dismiss those. Yeah. But you need to go seek the information you want from them. Right. And, and, and they should be willing to share that. If you're an older person, I wouldn't dismiss and, and just say the whole culture is in a bad way and their demise so much that they can't see things correctly. The truth is, is that every generation struggles. Yeah. And they struggle with sin just like every generation before them and, and sin just keeps moving around what's acceptable. There are some things that will align and I think cause some major problems because there can be world wars, there can be things that really alter what goes on in life. I'm not talking about those things and I, and I think nobody can predict that. I think we can warn people because yeah. I think you can see things that, boy, you know what, the United States being in debt like it is and et cetera. However, I'm not sure I need to go tell people who haven't asked me to tell them that I'm concerned about that. Mm-hmm. You know, because it's like, well, I can be dismissed so quickly as an old guy that just has an opinion about something. See you later. Yeah. Well, there's a difference. Uh, if if one of your kids comes up to me, one of your kids comes up and says, hey, could you teach me to do this? Mm -hmm. Okay, he asked. Right. Now, as an older guy, right away I'd say, I think so. Let me ask your mom or dad. Yep. I mean, if he comes to me, how old is your oldest? Eight? Eight. He says, I want to learn to use a chainsaw. I would say, you know, let me let me talk to your dad. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. You know what I mean? It's like I'm not going to answer him on that one. <laughs> I don't mind being the bad guy, but I, I really don't think that you know Jason would 
Okay. okay. I don't think you and your wife would want me to teach him chainsaw at this point. Not yet. So I think that, that you just have to show sensitivity to the fact that really parents are the ones. Yep. Uh, they are the ones that are responsible for their children. And you can be used a lot more both if you're younger or older if, if at least you're invited into the conversation mm-hmm. rather than just telling people every time you see them what they ought to be doing and that you're right and they need to toe the yeah. line. You don't get anywhere by bossing people around and telling them I know everything. Right. And you don't. And and you don't know the backstory and things. So I encourage you, you know, open the dialogue. You can talk about school with people. I'm a I'm a former teacher, a certified teacher. I taught in the public schools. We homeschooled our kids and both of my kids are in schools now as far as professionals. There you go. So if you want to know a schizophrenic family as far as education, we're it. I mean we <laughs> We've done both, and, right. and we're certified to do both, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and in the end, my kids are both working in, in situations where they're helping other kids. Yeah. So, You know, and I think, I think it's important, that, you know, even as we talk about this whole dialoguing and having conversation, if, if you think that, that you need to say on social media or – because I feel like that's where a lot of stuff just is, is sometimes pointless in yeah. the sense of, like, if you feel the need to comment on something, I, I encourage you to ask yourself, like, are you just doing it to poke the bear? Yeah. Are you really wanting to engage in conversation? Because if you really want to engage in conversation, don't comment. Reach out to that person and have a conversation with them. Right. Have coffee with them or something. Um, and 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 because I think the more that we get into this insert and jump out of conversation stuff, where it's like, oh, I got a good zinger, I'm going to throw it, but it's like, ah, I'm done. You know, like what does that what does that do? Like, how does that help in a relationship? Any relationship, whether it's a close friend, whether it's a loose friend, whether it's an acquaintance. You know, I would I would encourage you to challenge yourself of how can I benefit in conversation? Because it's through conversation that we're allowed to even dialogue. I mean, I remember even in college, you know, having conversations with other, you know, guys around school. And I went to not just guys, but just people in general. You know, I went to a Christian college and it seems like in Christian college, especially as you study theology, people are going to be arguing theology right. all the time. Right. I say arguing, but. You no, know, they co- do argue. In college, they're more about getting their point across. Yeah. And I would be the one I would be the one that we're talking about. It's like, you know what? I didn't have the time. They're like, what? Let's talk about it. I'm like, you know what? At the end of the day, on this stuff, practically living out our lives, we'll look the same. So does it matter if right. we're agreeing or disagreeing? And they'd be like, but but I'm like, if you right. don't if I'm not I'm not ready to dialogue, you know? And so there's there's times when you learn that it's not worth it and you walk away. Yeah. But if you come across somebody that they're willing to talk about it, engage in the conversation. You know, that way you can even bring your biblical perspective in it. And if both of you are bringing your biblical perspective in it, then at least it helps you understand where each one is coming from. Because right. that's, that's just the way it used to be. And right. I think we can regain that. And, and I tell you, if, if we don't get it back, we're not going to have conversations. There have been uh, college kids who have come up to my office and have come in and said, I want to talk to you about this. <laughs> I've talked to them. And then they come up again because I they they weren't satisfied. I didn't sway my opinion. Or they went and researched another yeah, and then another they came back. point. Oh. Eventually, when they come and say that, I say, "No, I'm not. I'm busy. What? You don't want to talk about this? No, I don't. I tell them I don't. Yeah. And then they look at me like, "Oh, see, so you don't have an answer to it?" I I said, "You know what? Here's what the truth is. I'm not going to change my mind no matter what you say. Yeah. So you're wasting your time and mine. Why don't you go talk to somebody who you can." Yeah. change their mind and i didn't ask you for your opinion on this right and i'm already set see ya yeah and and i'm not trying to be mean it's no. just like the only place we're going here is to argue mm-hmm. yeah so let's not go there right. let's just say we disagree yep yeah. and i think that's important and i think that's a value to learn in our relationships especially in a culture where it's so quick 
to point the finger and to hit those hot buttons that we talked about. But unfortunately, that's all the time that we have on the show today. If, if you were encouraged or challenged, you know, I encourage you to think about your life and take a step to, to do something about it and to change a habit or to change the way that you even have conversations or don't have a conversations. If you missed part of this conversation or you want to li listen to other podcasts, head over to silverdranch.org and you can check out Younger and Older and some of the other stuff we do. But for now, Jason and Dave here on Younger and Older. Take care. See you next time. Bye-bye.